Welcome to the One Delightful Podcast, where we believe life should be simple, but fun. I'm Philip, And I'm Katie. And we invite you to join us on a journey as we figure out how to clear through the clutter of life to create space for what matters. Because if we can do it, anyone can do it. On today's show, we're going to talk about how using our house as an Airbnb helped us to simplify our lives and supplement our income. And then we're going to answer your questions about how to Airbnb your own home. Today's show is sponsored by our Amazon affiliate link, where you can use our link to support the show in a small way. The link's in the profile, and we're going to be highlighting one of our favorite items purchased using the affiliate link this week. Yes, our favorite item purchased using the Amazon affiliate link this week definitely is... And this is a mouthful, so I'm going to take a deep breath and try to say it in one breath, okay? <gasps> the Creative QT Stuffed Animal Storage Beanbag Chair. Extra large stuff and sit organization for kids' toy storage. Available in variety of sizes and colors. 38-inch gray-white striped. Boom. Holy cow, that was a mouthful. If there's one thing I've learned by having like using this Amazon affiliate link, it's that you want to optimize SEO optimize your listings on Amazon. Yes, you want to chalk your item description full of so many keywords that someone searching for rice in Bangladesh would end up finding your thing. <laughs> yes, and you know what I really liked about this one? What's it, that? It kind of pays homage to our little time capsule poof that we have at our house. Oh, a little homage? Yeah. In what way? Well, throwback. I, if you've been listening for a while, you might remember that I have a leather poof that I love. Well, two, really. I think that you might... Now, I know what you're talking about. Obviously, because I am very hip to things about home design and fashion, but people might be confused when you just say, throw out like leather poof. Well, you know, it's like a mini bean bag, an ottoman, if you will. I call it, I think it's probably more in the ottoman okay, family. Okay, fine. I agree with it's that. an ottoman family member. Well, I bought a set of two on Amazon earlier this year. I've been really happy with them, but one of the things I read in the comments was you could just stuff it with your own so soft things. So it doesn't come pre-stuffed. You right. have to put stuff and in who it wants to, to give pay, it the poofiness. Who wants to pay for stuffing? I don't want to pay for stuffing. Yeah. Unless it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> so this is like the same idea. You can stuff this kid's beanbag thing with your toys and it gets amazing reviews. I can see that because if you have kids, you have two perennial problems. One, <laughs> you're always looking for places to stuff toys because they're everywhere, right? right? Yes, especially two, stuffed animals. You know, they're just kind of like an easy gift to give a kid, right? And I think too, and this is a universal problem amongst all children everywhere. Oh my gosh. Stuff is never poofy enough for them. Oh my gosh. It's always like, ah, this mattress, this couch, this inflatable poof, this beanbag chair, um, this air mattress, uh, my car seat, uh, my stroller, my high chair. It's not poofy enough. Make it poofier. So I'm always just like stuffed animals, pillows, like all kinds of, I just can never make things poofy enough. And this might be perfect to solve both of those problems. Yeah. It, I think it fits up to 90 stuffed animals in it. 
I am not what joking size you. stuffed animals. Because my elf from the 1980s, I don't think you could fit 90 of those in there. Elf. And that would be very disturbing if you opened that up and found 90 elves inside. Right. And wasn't that like had a plastic underlayer because he could like talk and stuff? Or was he just soft? I think elf... Couldn't he be both? Oh, I'm thinking of Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin did. Now, Teddy Ruxpin, I would not want to sit on 90 of those because he would make creepy sounds. Yeah. And I think you're right. It did have that plastic yeah. thing that so wouldn't make one, it super it does, creepy. It does come in different sizes, but we'll put a link to this bean bag, which you might want for your kids or your teen, right? <laughs> I, I saw in the reviews a teen used it. One today too, with a lot of millennials living in their parents' basement. You know, you might have a 30, 32 year old. Oh my gosh. And we'll put a link to our leather poof that I also love. Both can be stuffed with soft things. How many outs? How many outs do you think you could stuff in the leather poof? I, I need a want. size reference on your elf. Because I cannot get Teddy Ruxpin out of my head, so... I, they're similar sizes. Alpha okay. is just much softer, but a little stringier. You act like there was one elf doll. Well, there were like many elves that you could win at like the carnival, but there was one standard elf stuffed animal. I think we need to wrap this up, but I need to say I never watched that show. Hairball. <laughs> is that a joke from the show? I think he liked to eat cats, oh and he always gosh. got hairballs. Okay. <laughs> So thanks for using our Amazon affiliate link. Um, that is in the show notes as well if you want to support the show in a small way. This fall, we Airbnb'd our house to supplement our income, and we found that there were a lot of perks from it besides just supplementing our income. So Yeah, that's we- right. If you don't know, so Airbnb, if you don't know, although I, I'm assuming everyone that would listen to a podcast also knows what an Airbnb is. And because Airbnb is a word that's turned into a descriptor for a whole industry, you yeah. know, it's sort of like the Band-Aid or Vaseline of short-term rentals. Nobody's like, I'm going to home away my home. <laughs> I'm going to, I VRBO'd. Well, no, people actually do, do say, say that. that. Yeah. yeah. But I think Airbnb is more synonymous, but... I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that it's covered on Sesame Street? Does anybody know that? <laughs> Like that's when you've really made it. Real is that a real thing? Yeah, like they talked about parents being incarcerated on Sesame Street. You've heard that, right? Wait, so you're saying that prison wasn't a real thing <laughs> until they talked about it on Sesame well, no, Street? No, I'm saying that they were acknowledging this is happening to enough kids that their parents are incarcerated. Listen, children, I know that up till now, society has not believed that the prison system existed. No, that's not the point, Philip. (laughs) It's that enough kids were experiencing the effects of it that they addressed it. They needed to talk about it. And I feel like maybe Airbnb is the same way. Well, I don't know about Sesame Street, but I think one of the things that made us feel like, oh, you know what? Maybe we'll talk about this because I think that everyone is thinking about it is we started, uh, we downloaded the Disney Channel app, which we hadn't had up until now. And there's a show that Katie and I secretly really like that the kids have started watching called Big City Greens. Right. It's a very, I think it's the weirdness of the show that got me. It's very odd. It's a sort of a redneck hillbilly family 
that moves like right into the middle of a city or maybe a city gets built up around them Mm -hmm. and hijinks ensue. It just has, it has a lot of like redneck stereotypes that are probably fairly offensive to some people, but it's, it's pretty funny. I know. I guess it was that mall episode that really hooked us. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) The family, they just wanted to go to the food court. Yeah. But the dad wanted to get a family picture ticket like JC Penney's. Yeah. It's sort of hard to describe why it was so funny. Maybe it's like, the son's butt cut. Okay. That's a middle part. But the reason we're mentioning it is because they Airbnb'd their house on <laughs> yeah. Big City Greens. And we figured this like children's program has a whole episode around Airbnb, assuming that society at large would have an understanding what it was, that it might be worth talking about since this fall, we dove deep into Airbnb. Um, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, My job situation changed this fall, and we needed a way to supplement our income. And because of a recommendation of a friend who had had a lot of success doing Airbnb in Florida, um, we decided we'd give it a shot. And it was hard, um, but I feel like there were some amazing benefits of doing Airbnb that we only discovered once we started doing it. Yes. So the first thing we had to do, which also ended up being the first perk was we simplified our house in a major way. Yeah. We decluttered and we even like depersonalized a little bit, putting away some family photos, just stuff like that, that um, would make it easier for us to get out the door when we were leaving and would make it easier for somebody to stay here. And I think that at first because we had we had had the airbnb idea in our head for a while right but i was kind of scared to do it i was just paranoid about all the logistics yeah and i i think that that the logistical piece was probably the biggest thing that got in the way of doing it because just thinking about just the sheer amount of work Mm -hmm. we need to do to clear out, depersonalize our space and get it ready to be essentially a hotel was just daunting to the point where we didn't, I mean, it probably took us a year and really needing to act on it to actually act on it. But you're right. It was pretty amazing once we did because our house stayed pretty much decluttered all the time. Yeah. And I would say that we also wanted to go with a higher end feel for our house, I know some people will Airbnb and they're pretty modest. And, you know, we did discover that Airbnb is this, there's a community around it. And so I definitely think there's people that are, they're used to having other people's stuff out and they're not bothered by it. But we wanted to go for more of a hotel feel because we felt like we could get a bigger bang for our buck. Yeah. And so it was really hard at first. But it ended up paying off in the long run, both because we did get a better rate, we feel like, for doing that. But Mm -hmm. also, we've been trying to live more simply, and Airbnb actually really helped us to do that. Yes. Yeah. Another benefit that we sort of unexpectedly found by Airbnb, so what we did was this fall, um, we live right next to Salem, Massachusetts, uh, the witch city, so like where the Salem witch trials happen. And in the fall, people like descend on Salem. They love to be there. So we decided that through September and October, November, we were going to make our place available most weekends to rent. And people just ate up those weekends right after we listed them. So we had to figure out stuff to do all together to like go away for every weekend. 
And it actually ended up being ended up being pretty awesome for our family to Airbnb. Yeah, because I think on a typical weekend, if you're in your house, you maybe have to be intentional about finding things to do as a family. It'd be easy just to catch up on housework and stuff like that. And so being outside of our house together as a family forced us to choose to do some fun things together as a family. I think my highlight, and maybe you have a different highlight, but my highlight weekend was you guys know that we um, tried to buy a camper this fall. Yes, you can reference episode 108, 109, (laughs) and 110 because we talked about this a lot. It was the worst experience of my life. Oh, shut up. It was not. (laughs) It was one of the worst. I still think I have lower back pain when I think about it. But we ended up not making the camper idea for ourselves work. But one weekend uh, when we were renting, we had to you know, make money off of our rentals. So we had to stay in a place that was free or at least cheaper than what we were charging. And we found someone renting a camper up in Maine. So for the weekend, our whole family stayed in this camper together on this beautiful like bay in Maine. And it was awesome. It was an awesome experience we wouldn't have had if we were just having a normal weekend at home. Yeah. And so our third perk is friends, because this really caused us to have to rely on friends. Um, And we really had a lot of friends that were very generous to us and knew we were kind of in a weird space where we were doing this to supplement our income and just were opened their house to us and made us not feel weird about having to stay with them. (laughs) And this is where I feel like the reason that we put this episode where we are after talking about friendship for two weeks is Airbnb actually really tied into the whole friendship and adulthood idea for us. Um, Because we got to have adult sleepovers. (laughs) Which sounds so strange, but (laughs) <laughs> was uh, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> but well, you know, I think a lot of like just living life, like we've talked about the last couple of weeks is you just end up getting so busy and making assumptions that everybody else is so busy that you end up living pretty isolated lives. Yes. Um, but putting ourselves in a place where we had an obvious need, we needed a place to stay because we were Airbnb being um, made us have to put ourselves out there with our friends and say, Hey, can anybody help us? And when we did that, it ended up being pretty awesome. Yeah, because most things are better with friends. You know, like Saturday morning when you're just at home with your kids and they're like screaming and you can be at your friend's house instead, just drinking coffee, trying to ignore them together. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, and one and there was one weekend where our friends were celebrating their anniversary I feel like we talked about this before. Does this not ring bells to you? But we got to give them, like, they got to go out for their anniversary because we got to, we were able to watch their kids during it. And because Philip's handy, he did some house projects for them. Don't worry. We earned our keep. (laughs) No, we did. We did. Yeah. I mean, Katie and Jordan, you guys got a steal because I don't know how much she would have paid for a babysitter (laughs) for that date. So anyway, Airbnb was really hard in a lot of ways. It was hard to have to get everything ready. And there's a lot of stuff that you do have to do to get your listing ready. Um, It definitely was inconvenient to not be in our house over the weekends. Right. But there were enough benefits along with the money. Yeah. uh, That we feel like made it totally worth it. And you might be thinking, hey, 
I've been thinking about Airbnb being my house, but I just have no idea where to start. Um, so now we're going to move into a section of this podcast where we're going to go through some questions that you've asked about how to start Airbnb being your place and from our experience answering them for you. Now we're going to answer some questions that you guys submitted to us over Instagram. You can find us at One Delightful Home. I asked a few weeks ago what questions people had about Airbnb being their home. So that's where we're going to start. And if we don't cover something that you are interested in, feel free to either send me a DM on that handle or send us an email at onedelightfulshop at gmail.com. All right. So the first question that we got in, I wish we had fun screen names to say. Like the first question we got in from Crazy Cow Lady (laughs) (laughs) is, um, do you clean it yourself? So yes, we do. I'm assuming that's referring to the house. (laughs) Yes. Not some other item. That it, that could just mean a lot of things. Okay. So yes, we charge a cleaning fee. We charged $100 because we felt like that was reasonable, um, especially when people had like a multi-night stay. $100 seemed like a reasonable fee. And we have a close to 1,600 square foot home. So that's a kind of big undertaking to clean. So we charge $100 and we were excited to recoup that money. We didn't want to have to pay somebody else. We would have to if we were out of town, but that never happened. So for us, that was just additional money in our pocket by cleaning it. And I feel like it was always clean enough that it was pretty minimal work of like stripping the beds. Yeah. When we came back from the first time we had rented, we didn't really know what to expect, but we were expecting like... We're pretty nervous. We expected to have to do a significant amount of cleaning because someone had just paid a lot of money to rent a place. Right. And we weren't expecting them to leave it in perfect condition. But really in every... We rented maybe 15 times throughout this fall. And every time but one, the person who rented left the place as clean or cleaner than when they found it. We were so surprised. So really the cleaning part was harder on the front end when we were getting the house ready than it was on the back end. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So the next question is, were you happy with the amount of money you made for the effort? I think overall, yes. I think we were surprised at we were surprised at how much we were able to charge for prime days, like prime weekend nights for our place. I think we could easily if we wanted to make this more of a lifestyle, we're actually in the next house that we buy, we're buying it intentionally with an income property attached. And our hope is going to be that through Airbnb, we're going to be paying our mortgage through it. And I think we would have been able to do that with our current home too. Um, so yeah, I think we were pleasantly surprised by the amount of money we were able to make. Um, and I think that the other thing that helped us with that is there's pricing software that can help make sure that you maximize, um, the rent that you charge on Airbnb. So there's this website, usewheelhouse.com. Wheelhouse is the service, um, where it will look around your area at events, whether it's like college stuff or professional sports, big, um, conferences in a city that you're close to. 
and will help you adjust your price accordingly um, to make sure that you get the most rents um, for the dates that you have your place open. But yeah, I think we were pleasantly surprised. How do they possibly know all the events though? Well, I don't think that they know all of them. Because could they really take into account Salem? They could potentially, yeah. But I, I think you also... I would never just trust the pricing software 100%. Mm-hmm. I'd always want to keep an eye on it to make sure that the software is not missing something that I would know about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So next question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Is there a room or space that you keep locked while people are renting? We decided to lock kind of several places in part because I'm paranoid and in part because it made it gave us like places we could shove stuff as we were leaving. And one time we locked both of the bathrooms just as an experiment to see what would happen. <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> we have a little sunroom in our house that's the kids' playroom and it just felt too much to think about putting away their toys, you know, like somebody could easily take toys not that people would but like they could and we wouldn't know they were gone for weeks (laughs) or just like maybe some blankets yeah so it just made it it was a nice spot for us to be able to just shut extra things like it was a big enough room but not a big enough room that people would really miss it so we locked that we locked our basement door and we also Oh, we locked the attic door because we have a walk-up attic and we locked the hall closet. And that was just because like medicines, I don't know. I didn't want to have to think about being liable for people ODing on ibuprofen. Not that they (laughs) would have. I mean, that would require a lot of ibuprofen. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, and that was definitely one of the things at first that required some work was installing those locks. But it really, I mean, it was it was 45 minutes worth of planning and an hour's worth of work to put those locks up. And it really hasn't been obtrusive. I think that in a lot of Airbnb spaces, I would guess that people maybe have those doors shut and they just say, you can make a rule book and say, don't use X, Y, Z, you know? Um, so there's a pretty big trust system, I would say in Airbnb within the community, but just, we weren't big Airbnb stayers. We weren't big. We had never stayed in Airbnb besides that one with your parents. Oh yeah. Which was not a good, (laughs) we went to Hershey park with my parents and stayed in in a healing center. And because they wanted to find the best rate possible, we stayed at this weird new age retreat center that I'm sure was like $30 a night. That was like an hour and a half from Hershey park. And it was, yeah. Melody's like, Oh, anywhere. It was a harrowing experience. Done cannon. I know my friend Melody and Hershey was like, Oh, anywhere in Hershey's really nice. And then I'm like, oh, we're staying a good bit out of town. Anyways, (laughs) there's uh, people within the system, I think feel like a lot of trust in it, but just being new to it, I felt like it was easier just to lock up a couple spaces that we felt like we could put things that were valuables. So yeah. The next question is kind of related. Did you leave clothes in your drawers and closets? That's a great question. Yeah, we 
we searched that online, right? Yeah, that's one that we did a lot of research about. Because again, if you go to a hotel, there would never be a drawer that was full of someone else's clothes. And if it was, you'd be a little bit skeezed out, right? Right. <laughs> um, but it also, I mean, it'd be a ton of work to have to clear out every drawer and every closet every time you stayed. So some people online did suggest that. Mm-hmm. Um, that make it like a hotel, so clear out drawers and closets. But I think the the bigger consensus that we saw, and this is what we went with, we did clear out um, a dresser in every room. So I just had a Tupperware tub that I put a dresser from our room and a dresser from the kids' rooms worth of clothes in, and we just put them up in our attic. Mm-hmm. But we left our closets with our clothes in them, we just cleared out a little bit of space in each closet where someone could hang up their clothes. And then we did have clothes in other dressers that we left out. And before the first time we rented, we were definitely worried, like, is someone going to root through our stuff? Are they going to take stuff? But again, this Airbnb is just smart in the way they built their review system where you're not going to be able to stay in places and you're not going to have people want to stay in your place if you leave bad reviews and have bad reviews on your profile. And I think people are concerned enough about getting good reviews that they really don't mess with their your stuff or maybe more honestly, if they do mess with your stuff they put it back nice enough <laughs> to where you don't know that they did. Um, so we did leave some clothes out, um, and it really wasn't that big a deal. We just cleared out a few drawers, put that stuff in the attic, um, and left some space in every closet for people to hang stuff in. And we also put in our welcome book, which we mentioned before, like, uh, we do have some clothing. Please don't use it, you know, right? Yeah, you didn't say that already. I also don't know if I put that phrase in the welcome book. Listen, <laughs> just so we're on the same page, here's the internet password. Um, here's like some food in the fridge for you. And listen, I know we've got clothes around the house. Please don't use them. <laughs> well, we also have a storage bed that Philip built us. And so our dresser in our bedroom is a storage bed that has drawers drawers underneath so we kept those full but they're kind of like in a weird spot so we just I think said don't use those drawers yeah (laughs) right right. and there was never any problem with it and I think that's pretty normal with Airbnb yeah I I would say that we did over and above what a normal person would do in terms of how much we cleared out for people yeah Um, okay next question what are some extra things you did for guests So like we said before, we wanted to go for a more high-end vibe. We decided to provide breakfast and put that in the notes. So we got, there's a local bagel spot in our town, like a couple blocks away. So we got bagels and cream cheese for for the guests. Um, We had a welcome book, which we mentioned before, and... Oh, we also, what we else stocked did we do? The fridge with yeah, some stuff. we stocked the fridge. We, what we did with the fridge food, I feel like this was another question that it wasn't asked, but this is similar to the clothes thing. We just had like our bottom drawer in our refrigerator labeled like owner's food. And then generally we just kind of kept it sparse and they could use like, 
you know, we were fine with them using things. Condiments and yeah, spices, baking right. stuff we left out. Yeah, or like chicken stock. But we decided to move, like if we had excess of things, we moved it downstairs because we have a Costco membership. I don't know if you know that. Buying in bulk, y'all. <laughs> So free samples. (laughs) I I call them samplies. You do not. Let's go get some samplies with the kids. I wish you would want to do that. I love going to Costco. I know. I just I like to be. You're a homebody. Yeah, just not doing stuff. It's like my sweet spot. (laughs) Um, but bulk things that were easy to kind of store downstairs, we did because I didn't want it to be like, oh, people could steal all of our tomato sauce and recoup all the money that they paid. Well, we had, and we're going to talk about this next week, I think. And what do you recommend? There's a couple of good Netflix shows that are about Airbnb. And on one of them, a recommendation was have a couple of things that are unique to your area. Cause mm-hmm. your Airbnb in part are some people, I would say Airbnb because they want a more local experience and they could get in a hotel. Just like on Big City Greens mentioned. Now, I think that other people Airbnb for price. I do it because I can stay cheaper or more conveniently than I can or stay in a hotel. Or maybe they want like the convenience of a home, you know, where it's right. like you have a large refrigerator, you can cook meals, stuff like that. So on the show, they talked about, hey, have some things that are like unique to your local your locality um, that sort of give people a more local experience. And so we live close to the beach. So you set out like some beach towels for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you did food from a local shop. We had recommendations of restaurants and things close by that people could go to. Do you think that that stuff did help? Do you think that stuff actually did work and like set apart what we did? Yeah, I do. I think that breakfast is just, was a, big thing that people appreciated though you know because you don't want to have to like get in town somewhere and then go to the grocery store and then the other thing we did that I think set us apart too was we got toiletries there's a site called Havenly that's good and we decided to get toiletries from Lather which is a boutique hotel chain that we really like up here called Lark they carry Lather and they're just nice products so we had travel size products and I feel like people didn't always use them, but I feel like it just gave more the feel of a hotel, mm-hmm. which not everybody cares about, but me personally, I do. I think <laughs> one of the things that we had in our head as we were thinking about that kind of stuff was the, um, the popsicle phone. Mm-hmm. So we li- were listening to a podcast, an author who wrote a book. I can't remember the book. Maybe we could find it and put it in the show notes. Um, But basically said, um, there's a baseline of service that you need to be able to offer people for them to not like complain, you know, so they expect that they can get into the place that it's heated, that the stuff is clean. Um, But the thing that sets apart average from way above average are just little like it's almost like pops of color that mm-hmm. make you that make what you offer really memorable. And the example they gave was there's this very normal hotel in Southern California. Um, it wasn't even like a nice hotel. It was something that had been converted from like condos or an office space or something. So it was a nice enough hotel, but it had amazing reviews on Yelp. And the reason why was because they had this popsicle phone. There was just a red telephone. 
um, that was very prominent in the pool area of the hotel. And at any time of the day, you could walk up to this phone, pick it up, and someone on the other end would say, what color popsicle can I bring you? And any time of day, someone would bring you out a popsicle on demand. It probably didn't cost a whole lot to do, but it made people just rave about this hotel. So the thought that we had going into it was, what are a couple of simple things that we could do to give like an over-the-top kind of experience where someone walks in, it's like a nice enough house, but oh, this little $5 thing made me think, this is amazing. Um, So we tried to do that with like the local food that we bought. Yeah, I think we could have gone farther along with that, but... We also, you know, it's not like we were making an insane amount of money per night. So we kind of had to just do what we could with the budget. Next question. Have you ever denied a request to stay? And sadly, I have to say, no, we haven't, but we definitely should have. Yes. And I think this was good for us to have a learning experience with Airbnb because we had like just perfect guests for the most part. Yeah, for the first everything, maybe six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, everything was very positive. Um, no major problems. People really took better care of our house than we took care of it. But around Thanksgiving, we were traveling anyway, so Philip really wanted to rent the house because we were going to be gone. Most of the time this fall, we had to inconvenience ourselves by leaving our house But this time we were actually gone, so we were motivated to rent it because we were gone anyways. And so Philip lowered the rate. Sorry, babe, to throw you under the bus. No, it's true. It's true. That's what happened. And the thing that we found in our theory is if you lower your rate so low, you're going to get that kind of guest. Like you're going to get a guest that wants a deal and might not take care of your property as a result and yeah we didn't have anything like nothing was like crazy bad like there wasn't you know like they didn't burn the place down <laughs> <laughs> we don't think yeah maybe they rebuilt it at a, maybe they rebuilt <laughs> a perfect replica <laughs> well there was just like it was the first time that there was like some strange like disappointing stuff, right? Yeah, like we like were missing were a, a couple cu- pillows. There were a couple bags of trash in the backyard. I mean, in bags, but because still, the trash can was full. We were gone like, for like two nights and there was like seven bags of trash. And there was a little piece of our faucet that was broken off. So it was just more like we had um, rented. They had for, glued something to the counter and it left a ring. Yeah. So... They broke a wine glass, I think. There was like a list of things where I think our lesson too was take stock of what you have and take stock when you come back in so you know what's, you know, what's not in place. But the good thing was Airbnb really took care of us. Yeah, their customer service is amazing. So we learned the lesson that we sort of expected when someone's paying a really high rate they're going to feel the freedom to leave your place however they however they want because they're paying such a high rate. But we found those people actually took the best care of our place and it was the people that felt like they got a discount or were just going to stay in a place they if felt like they, they got were a staying discount. in a days in. They Did treated it, it treat like it. a days yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. So I wish that we hadn't settled for a lower rate because that did not go super well. Well, and for us. with the higher rate when you're making, you know, whatever, like $400 a night, I don't even know if we made that much ever. Did we? No. We did a couple okay. times, yeah. Um, 
it's worth the risk because you're like, oh, at $400 a night plus a cleaning fee, you know, the amount of most likely someone's not going to do $500 worth of damage. Well, they I mean, well, they could, but like it, when somebody's only paying a hundred dollars a night, they really could like, they could do some damage. But the thing that we did find was just to say again, Airbnb's customer service was amazing. Yeah. So these people totally, Philip contacted them. The guests flaked out and stopped like replying and Airbnb said within a couple of days said hey just send us receipts or estimates for how much it's going to cost the repair and within three days they gave us all the money that we needed to replace this stuff so it was inconvenient we learned a lesson but we also learned that airbnb's customer service is great yeah and our takeaway was they want to take care of their people because they want to keep good you know connections with the community and keep their people happy yeah So the next question I don't understand, but I'm going to read it anyways. Microwave or toaster? Oh, is that like a personality (laughs) test? Like, are you more of a microwave or more of a toaster? (laughs) We, I don't know if this is like, could you do one or the other? Like, you know what I mean? Toaster oven or microwave. I would say that we said both. I mean, we offered our whole kitchen, but. (laughs) As we've been thinking about the future, we have been thinking, do you need to have a full kitchen to offer people? And I'd say that it depends. Yeah. Our, we have friends that rent full-time, like they live in a somebody's um, garage apartment, and they don't have an oven, I think. Yeah, oven or a stove. They so just have a little hot plate. They yeah, they the house maybe had a hot plate and they maybe bought a toaster oven and they can make that work. So it made us think, could, you know, if we did that, would that be okay? So let us know what you think, microwave or toaster. It's probably all about expectations. I think you yes. clearly need to communicate what you offer and then people will self-select in or out based on that. Great. So I think that about covers our questions. So if you guys have more questions that we didn't cover, we feel like we did learn a lot from this experience and we're hoping to continue to Airbnb in some capacity in the future. So shoot us an email at wondelightfulshop at gmail.com or send me a DM at wondelightfulhome because we'd love to continue this conversation. Yeah, and we also, we feel like we learned a ton through our process of going through Airbnb and getting our listing up and found a lot of success with it. Um, so as part of Katie's new one delightful creative business, um, if you think I am just, oh, I love this idea, but I'm just overwhelmed by the thought of having to decorate, declutter, get everything ready. Um, part of the services that Katie's offering now through her design, um, are Airbnb setup. So if you want to take the worry out of getting your Airbnb listing set up, uh, also get in touch with Katie and she would love to help facilitate getting your listing up and helping you make money and enjoying all these other benefits today. So we'll we'll put a link to our creative site and how you can submit a form to us. We're going to end today's show with what do you recommend? Airbnb edition. (laughs) 
So for our what do you recommend this week, we have actually made a guide of things we recommend if you're considering Airbnb in your house. Because honestly, it took us so long to figure out where to find all the stuff that we needed. We thought we'd save you some of the trouble and just put it down on one sheet of paper. So to get this guide, there's a link in the show notes. Right, Phil, man? Oh, yeah. there's a That's a hot link. I don't know about that, but it is a link. Don't touch it. Don't touch it with your bare hands because it's hot. So it's a short list, but it's um, concise. Well, something short would be concise generally. It's super helpful. It's super helpful. So stuff ranging from like, what do I need to do to my bed? Well, I would suggest getting a mattress pad. It's waterproof. Don't give away all the things, Philip. Now, do I need half and half for coffee? I don't know. Maybe there's a little box of mini creamers that you could buy. You're going to give away the whole thing for free, aren't you? There's going to be a link to that. Okay, so our guide is... Should I have colorful sheets? I don't know. I think I need to cut this. Maybe you should check the guide. (laughs) You'll find answers to all these questions and more in our Airbnb guide. So there's a link to that in the show notes. gonna do it for this episode of one delightful podcast hey thanks for listening and if you haven't subscribed yet make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes smash that subscribe button and if you're listening on itunes we would love 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 if you would give us a review it means so much to us and helps other people to find the show yeah could you just right now as you're listening just scroll down. Is that what you do? Scroll down and you just go to where the little stars are and you just tap whatever you feel like is appropriate and then just leave, just leave a review. It'll take you like three seconds, but it does help a lot of other people find the show. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Have a great week, you guys. Bye.